Hi, welcome to the Employco HR Podcast. My name is Rob Wilson, and with me is my partner and uh, brother, Scott Wilson. Hello. And our Vice President of HR, Jason Eisenhut. Hi, everyone. And Nikki Navarro working the board, uh, making everybody sound good. So thanks, Nikki. And uh, with us the, this uh, on this podcast is uh, a good friend and our special guest, uh, Don Savela, the publisher of Exhibit <laughs> City News. Glad to be here, Rob. Uh, and hello to all your listeners coast to coast. And famed podcaster, too. Right? Yeah, the something Don like that. and Mike show. <laughs> yeah, so we, we try and get in a, uh, a podcast a month, and Don uh, gets in a podcast every week. Well, yeah. every week. We, we were doing it every two weeks, and we realized that, that the Tuesday thing wasn't getting much play, so we cut that out for now. <laughs> so now it's every every week. So uh, yeah. and Don happened. Uh, Don lives in Las Vegas. Happened to be in Chicago uh, today for the Randy Smith Memorial Golf Outing. That's a, a big trade show golf outing. So uh, uh, a fantastic cause. Yep, great cause. And so uh, Don will be podcasting, uh, recording a bunch of segments there uh, with the Don and Mike show uh, later on today. Yeah, it's a Monday, and it's a podcast Monday. <laughs> <laughs> So thanks for joining us. Our, uh, our, we had reached out when we thought uh, Don would be in town, that uh, we do a lot in the trade show space, trade show industry. We first got involved in 1979. Uh, no, 1997. 1997. Started yes. the uh, agency in 79. Yeah, so. that's true, 79. Uh, I was in eighth grade, there. so uh, yeah, we weren't involved yet. Sure. So, uh, 1997 with uh, uh, our first trade show client, so we've been been involved ever since and started working, met Don in uh, in. Uh, what, probably 97, 98, and, uh, and uh, have yeah. been advertising ever since. So great, uh, great magazine. Uh, Don really provides a lot of great content to the industry. Thanks a lot, Rob. So uh, HR in the, uh, in the trade show, it's, it's a pretty unique space when you think about uh, all the moving parts when you go into a trade show. And uh, Jason put together, as usual, uh, some uh, interesting uh, facts. Tidbits? Yep. So the, the, the first modern era trade show was called the Great Exhibition. It took place in London in May 1851. Good heavens. Yeah, Nick, what do you remember about those years? Um, but it was open for five months. Uh, there was a new structure designed and built just for the event. It's called the Crystal Palace. Uh, it was the McCormick Place of its time. 1,850 feet long at the time, 108 feet high, and took 5,000 people to build. So that was the first modern era Trade show exhibition, five month trade show. Wow. Yeah, right. And Don, you've been you've been to the Crystal Palace. I, I was years ago. I, I'm not sure if it fully exists in its past form now, but th- there used to be a lot of people that was such an eyesore. They said, you know, such a big target. Why didn't that get hit during the wars? <laughs> but it oh, didn't. Funny. Yeah, and and so after that, it took place. There now trade shows are happening all over the world where people come and show their goods and services, and it kind of was the the jumping off point back in 1851. Well, you think about it today, it's every city in the in the country. When we just look at North America, though, you know, Don uh, visits all over the world uh, different trade shows uh, that that uh, advertise with the Exhibit City News, and, and where and you sit on panels across the world. We. Uh, but really, every every city in uh, in the you know, a major city in the U.S. has a convention center now, so it it's a really unique and interesting uh, from an HR standpoint because you when you look at the employees you're hiring, majority uh, wouldn't you say are union cities, but then you've got cities that are non-union. Exactly, you know the trade show industry as it exists in the United States would not look the same without the union participation. You know, coast to coast, and you know, Jason, you're an expert on that. All the different unions uh, 
everywhere. So, uh, and there's, it's never a boring moment. I mean, we've got Cobo Hall up in Detroit uh, about to change names, uh, named after the largest bank in uh, Michigan, the Chemical Bank. They're going to do an acronym, and we're going to have them on the front cover of November, December. And they've also, it's the first run of their new auto show. They're moving it to June. Wow. If, it's always been, what, January? And yeah. no one wants to go to Detroit in January. <laughs> Nobody so does. It's going to be interesting to see the, the change. See well, how the new changed. models come out usually in the beginning of summer, too. So it kind of makes sense because they said they're showing the latest pictures of the new Corvette, which looks pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, California started taking some of the uh, steam away. I, uh, auto shows go by how many new models and brands are launched there. Yeah. And then you got the Consumer Electronics Show. Now we got all these electronic vehicles. Guess where they're getting introduced? Wow. Consumer Electronics Show. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, so when you look at the different cities across uh, as you're navigating from an HR standpoint. And for the listeners at home, we're talking about the setup and takedown of the trade show, not the actual trade show running itself. We're, so we're more involved in the... Uh, the IND and kind of the building of the booths and the taking down. So a lot of the trade show companies have year-round employees, maybe in the office or city managers, but it also to get a trade show up and running, maybe at McCormick Place here in Chicago, you have to hire a bunch of people to get it set up, dismant or installed, and then wait while the trade show goes on, and then a crew comes in to dismantle everything. Those are short-term, kind of almost seasonal workers. Right, and when you look at your uh, collective bargaining agreements, so as Chicago, for example, we've got the carpenters, riggers, teamsters, and decorators. When you go to Las Vegas, it's uh, it's predominantly teamsters. Some of the IND companies work with the carpenters, but uh, teamsters have the ability in Las Vegas under under their CBA to do all the all of the different jobs, which normally in Chicago would be like the decorators, carpenters, riggers, teamsters, kind of all of the above. Right. So from an HR standpoint, you really want to look at what is if you're signatory, what uh, what are the work rules? Uh, a lot is contained in that collective bargaining agreement. You know who can do what, your work hours, drug what, testing, drug testing, safety. Uh, what tools the person have to have, what level the different people are, you know, based on the number of hours. Are you an apprentice? Are you a journeyman? So it's and uh, even some cities are layoffs, payoffs. So as soon as you let that person go, they got to have a check in their hand. And if they don't have the check in the hand, they're still on the clock. So every city's different. That's why smart companies uh, use the services of employee code to manage all that stuff <laughs> that can get you in big trouble when you make a wrong turn. Oh, thanks, Don. <laughs> And the collective bargaining agreements also will probably also spell out the, the benefits, how much the employer contribution is to health and welfare fund. Uh, so the employer itself, maybe it's a, a trade show company, is probably paying into the health and welfare fund, but not actually providing the health insurance. That's probably through the, the, the centralized union, the multi-employer union. Right. So, uh, and it, it varies by local. So some locals, when you look down in Texas, uh, they may not provide health insurance. They may just be an annuity or a 401k or a pension. Other unions, a lot of it's based on your hours. So, for example, in the carpenters in Chicago, you have to work X number of hours during the quarter to qualify for health insurance the next quarter. So it's really important from an HR and from a payroll standpoint that uh, the hours are reported correctly because if if you worked the last week of October but it's uh, or the last week of September but it's reported in October, the hours then are in the wrong quarter. And if you're in... You know, some people, you know, the most people are tracking their hours because you don't want to lose your health insurance. And also with the collective bargaining agreement or, or unions, um, some of the wage and hour laws, I'm sure, are already captured in their CBA. So you don't have to worry about minimum wage or hour breaks or wet rest breaks or meal breaks. But for non-union trade show workers, you do. If you're going to a new city and it's not a union environment, make sure you or talk to your HR department 
uh, something we help all of our clients with and making sure you're complying with all the wage and hour rules of that of that state or, or municipality right everyone's shaking their yeah. heads you, you, they, you can't hear the shaking though <laughs> yeah uh, usually you'd hear the rocks in my head but it's <laughs> I'll tell you what, Rob, uh, you know, when I came into this industry 37 years ago, you never wow. thought about retirement, really, and stuff. And I worked in the Carpenters Local 10 for 20, 20 just over 20 years I paid into wow. it. And I've got, I think, 11 and a half points, you know, years. And I, I was up with the up in the Wisconsin uh, over the weekend, and we had some of the old show aid guys show up there. Uh, uh, Rich and Jimmy Valinsky were up there. And, and uh, the one brother's retiring uh, April, or August 4th. 35 years in. Wow. wow. Yeah, it makes Good me wish him. I would have kept paying in. You know, <laughs> yeah. As you get older, you start looking at this stuff. Hey, hey you know, it adds up. Where's yeah. my hindsight? Right. So right. now you were, you paid in for 20 years then. So at what point can you access your pension? I, I think, and you, you would probably know better than this. I think when you're 68. Okay. It might be a little earlier. So to you get, get like 20 years before that, right? <laughs> they lock you in. I think yeah. I get like, uh, I'm going to get like $680 a month. Wow. But you will, but so it's not when you have to reach a certain age on, on their pension fund before you, right? Yeah, or you get less, just like Social Security, I think. And hey, 668, I mean, that's better than a kick in the ankle. I yeah, mean, you could probably pay your phone bill in sure, like, like your, 2028 your or whatever. <laughs> the, uh, uh, you know, one of the issues that you uh, come into from an HR standpoint too in uh, in this industry is your traveling employees. So so many you know, so many exhibitors want to hire the same company, and if you've got a crew or senior people that are that know the client's booth, they they may want your employees to travel. So then you need to look at your uh, if they're a member, if they're a union member or non-union member in, in a city traveling to another city. Can they work? Can they not work? And that's going to be dictated by the local union. And if it's not a union, you've got to look at those wage and hour laws. Do you have to pay for sleep time, pay for travel time? Uh, are they, and for some reason, you're, you're, there's an hourly non-exempt employee doing the traveling. you got to make sure you're calculating the wages and hours work correctly. And that even comes down to union to union with, uh, with accidents, too, with injuries, whether they're drug tested how right. long they're off while they're being drug tested. I mean, it's pretty particular per union. Yeah, and that uh, you see that typically, uh, whether it's uh, if there's a freight damage or if it's an injured employee, the uh, the agreement will tell you whether you can drug test and what those drug test levels are. Yeah, and actually, if you want to, uh, not to uh, promote one of our past podcasts, but we did one on medical marijuana, and now that's yet another issue. And like with Illinois, it's legal. But it's no different than you can't show up to the job site drunk. You right. shouldn't show up to the job site high. So, and that's where the the locals the, in the uh, CBAs they've done a really good job of of putting uh, the drug testing levels in there so that you know marijuana stays in your system for quite some time and they they've got certain levels, but no different than like you had said Vicodin or anything else. Right. So uh, a great resource though for our listeners on the trade show side is Exhibit City News. So Don's. Uh, Don publishes uh, uh, every other month a fantastic magazine, and you've really come really high quality. I mean, it's a beautiful magazine. Come a long way. When we first met, it was a black and white fold-out (laughs) newspaper, looked like the Chicago Tribune, and then got a little bit of color, 
and uh, and now it's a uh, it's a it's a fantastic magazine. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Rob. I really appreciate yeah. that. It's been a long ride, twenty five years, and uh, you know, don't forget ExhibitCityNews.com. That's yeah, where the, the website's great. That's too. where the meat of it goes. You know, because yeah. we could turn news pretty quick, but the features about companies, about people, and we always hit up experts in each field. And you guys have anything to do with the HR side, and you, yeah. you know, always run to you guys. And there's not many other resources out there that sure. handle the whole United States. So we appreciate your input. You know, year in year out. We just need a client in Alaska. So we're in 49 <laughs> states. So. The, uh, yeah, your online version and your and your weekly updates. You've got the international. You've got people on the move, and so it's a, it's a great. Uh, and with some of your uh, ask the experts columns, you've uh, it's it's a really good resource for somebody that uh, whether you're working in the trade show industry or, or you exhibit or you just want to learn more about it. So it's a really good resource. Sure, thanks, Rob. And you know what? It might be a good time to uh, make the pitch. I mean, we this industry needs people. As us older people start, you know, moving out the other end of the pipe, so to speak. Yeah. You know, we need the new people coming in on the other side. And not a lot of people like the crazy hours. You know, weekends yeah. and evenings. Oh yeah, but we need them. Yeah, when you uh, and you, you're definitely that that generation is. You know, there's a lot of a lot of people that we know that have retired or are going to be moving out of the industry in the next five years. And you've seen that in a lot of lot of different industries. So that next generation, you've got to, uh, got to get them Really in strongly and, think and about it. Talk to your friends and family and kids. It's a great opportunity. It's a high demand, good paying, good job security. It's, it's a really good, good industry to get into. Yeah. So uh, the uh, Don's in town for the Randy Smith the Memorial Golf Classic. That's today in uh, in Woodridge. We do it's the Chicago version, but the main uh, the, the main Randy Smith is in October in Atlanta. Yeah, in Brazelton, and uh, th- this event is one of the biggest feeder events in the whole United States. Uh, you know, kudos go out to uh, the people that put it together. All of uh, Nancy Virene and. Uh, uh, Jacqueline with Lighthouse Exhibits and and uh, on and on and on. You know they really mm-hmm. bring in a lot of money uh, for the event, and there's so many people needy in our industry. And it helps people that are, you know, whether it's health issue or whatever. I mean, because yeah. I know just recently in the last uh, couple of years, uh, they've helped out two or three people that live in the Chicagoland area. Yeah. Everybody knows somebody over yeah. there. It's their 25th anniversary too, and we've got their new logo on our website at exhibitcitynews.com. It, it's a cool looking logo. 25 years. Yeah, been that's doing great. This. Yeah, and it just it, it started. Uh, some some of the trade show guys in Atlanta started it uh, 25 years ago as a fundraiser for. Uh, for Randy Smith's family. Yeah, right? yeah, and now they're grown and they have kids of their own, but to wow. watch the two brothers grow up uh, at this event uh, over all these years is is pretty interesting. And, you know, it's it's done good for so many people. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, it's not just the money support. A lot of times that's really important, but it's also the emotional support when people have these illnesses that are yeah. incurable, or especially when children are involved and stuff. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, it's really come a, a long way and raised a lot of a lot of money. So it's a great uh, great way that the trade show industry gives back to uh, to its uh, its members. And this year we get to be the fun sponsors. We're sponsoring the beverage cart. So. <laughs> it's more fun than sponsoring just a hole. Then yeah. a golf. Yeah, which we usually sponsor a hole and we golf in it. But this year we thought we'd step it up. And I, I'm sure Jason would have some input on the HR side of whether <laughs> you, whether uh, man, sponsoring a beverage cart. Well, it's yeah, it's fun. It's it's for a great cause, right? So, so it's a uh, it's a great event, and uh, happy to be part of it. Yeah. So we're we missing anything, Jason. I'm sure we're missing a bunch of stuff on the HR side for trade shows, right? No, uh, just a yeah. quick hit. If you if they're hiring, just like any, make sure you get the W four and I nines right. Uh, there's some laws around 
I-9s and the timing with that. The W-4, there's not real specific laws around whether or not you rehire someone, like a trade show person, a field person coming back. Uh, but our recommendations fill out a whole new set. It's just a safer way to go, and it's probably an easier way to go instead of tracking everything. And if you, uh, if any of the listeners you need help as far as what should that new hire kit look like, happy to, uh, we can send you a sample, so just uh, shoot us an email at, at, uh, at hr at employco.com. But when you look at the I-9, so the I-9 tends to change every couple of years, and that's probably the document that is we get consistently submitted to us incorrectly, where they're, you know, and the column A is uh, should be your passport, and that's your only ID. The other two typically is your Social Security card and a driver's license. But, um, you know, in, in larger shows, we're always on show site helping, helping people go through the process. But uh, you have to make sure that you, you have an I-9 and make sure it's correctly completed. And it doesn't help either the fact that it gets changed so often where people are used to filling it out and then, nope, it's a brand new one. Well, the current, oh, I, yeah, the current form yeah. is nine pages long. Right. There's two, two pages of, that you have to complete, but then the other, you know, do you really need seven pages of instructions? Right. Maybe in another podcast we can talk about some of the funny I-9 documents that we've all seen. Oh, yeah. From uh, gun cards to gun parole card. cards. Library card. Prison card. Scu- <laughs> scuba diving cards. 37 dependents. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's always the best when right. someone signs up and says, well, yeah, I want, how, how many dependents can I have because they don't want any taxes. But right. you know, our, our CFO was at a show and uh, someone wanted to give him a, their scuba card. Scuba for card. The, for the I-9. Scuba diving, yeah, yeah. It's not, not an approved document, <laughs> not approved form of identification, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Or the old wallet is wet because he dropped, dropped it in, it in the, the toilet. toilet. That's where it's like, well, pull it out. we got to see your ID anyways. <laughs> All right. But, yeah, the I-9 is your biggest. Uh, and then uh, from an injury standpoint, uh, workers' comp side, which we've done podcasts before on uh, if someone's injured on, tr- on show site, you want to make sure you get the reports as quickly as uh, complete as quickly as possible and submitted to your uh, to your HR department, your workers' comp claims department. Time uh, is of the essence with those. Right, and and it varies by state, but there's you know, if, for example, in Nevada, where you know Don's based in Las Vegas, there's a form that the employee has to sign, the employer has to sign, and, and there is a short window that they have to submit it to uh, to your insurance company, who in turn has to submit it to the state. Other there's uh, otherwise there's fines. Where versus in Illinois, you know, someone can submit a claim two years after that. Yeah, now they're opening that floodgate up too. Right. So it, uh, if someone is injured, you know, get them, uh, get them some medical assistance and make sure you get those reports completed and back to your uh, HR team. As quickly as possible. Well, I think that wraps it up because as far as uh, from a time standpoint, I know we, we always try to keep it within a precise thing, but unless we want to. Right, and so uh, if, if you found us on, uh, if you found our, our podcast on iTunes, you, you have to look up the uh, Don and Mike show. Yeah, it's a great, their, great podcast. So, and they, they're running uh, every week, so you only catch us once a month that you can listen to Don every, uh, every week. Yeah, we're based on our ExhibitCityNews.com, but our, I think our home is SoundCloud, but we're on like a dozen different platforms, I think. Sure. This is a great time for this conversation on HR. You know, we're about to come out of the summer lull and get into a... Into the uh, rainy yeah, season, yeah. The busy rainy season. Yep. So. Right, yeah, every uh, uh, trade show side starts to pick up in a couple of weeks. So, yeah, great. Well, Don, thanks for joining us on yes, our, thank our podcast. Thanks so, for having me, guys. Yeah, thanks, our, Don. Uh, our, our second guest, last, our last issue, uh, we had uh, Jerry from who runs our payroll department. So, yep. uh, thank you for joining us. And uh, check out exhibitcitynews.com.
right? Is exhibits or that's it? Exhibitcitynews.com. Right. Great. Thanks for joining uh, and listening to us. We'll Send us questions at hr at employco.com. And uh, we're on all social media. Rob does the Twitter account, at employco, and, uh, on Twitter. And I think we've got a Facebook page and everything. Mm-hmm. Right. So. And uh, any, any ideas for future podcasts, feel free to reach out to us. So We, uh, we love suggestions. There you go. So thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll uh, see you guys soon. Have Thank an awesome you, day.